I think there's just one thing I wanted to do, and we're just still in this atmosphere. Um, you know, part of us is not here, so we're not a whole body because part of us is still struggling. But that part of us is also making some major strides, some major steps, no pun intended. <laughs> so with that, I just want us, I just want to ask you if you would just stand up and let's just worship the Lord. Just worship him and thank him for that. Because in our eyes, we'd love for him to just walk out of there and move on with life. But what's going on behind the scenes that we don't see, the impact that they're making in that place is beyond our imagine, our anything we could imagine. So, Lord, we worship you, Father. We worship you, Lord, that even though our body isn't whole right now, we worship you because you're doing something greater. You're doing something bigger, Father. Thank you for that, Lord. Thank you for the baby steps. Thank you for the big steps, Father. Thank you for all the steps that are being taken, Lord, not just the physical ones, Lord, but the ones that we don't see, Father. Thank you for the improvement in Roger's life. Thank you, Father, for what you're showing them, what you're going to bring them through. Thank you for the provision that you're going to have for them, Lord, when all this is said and done. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. We worship you, Lord. We worship you. We worship you. You are a good God, Father. You are a good God, Lord, and we worship you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, praise you, Lord. Praise you, praise you, praise you. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you for just stepping out and worshiping. I have to admit, when I saw that video of Roger walking, I was like, dang, that guy is walking. <laughs> that is so cool. So cool. Oh. This is always the hard transition of coming out of this and going into the, the norm part. It's like, where do we do? Where do we go? Um, speaking of Roger, this next Saturday, the Raleigh for Roger, Raleigh, no, Rally, Rally for Roger is taking place at, um, that's the one, Houston Grand Prix. <laughs> um, so if you can help, be there, if, sign up, and I don't totally know what I'm asking you to do, so if you want information, please see Tabitha or Lydia. Did you want to say something? Did you want to share something about that? Just that they need help. They do need help. So if you guys can come and volunteer and do, I don't know exactly what, they will tell you. <laughs> please see one of them. Um, trying to think if there was something else. Was there something else that you can think of? Uh, Ms. Zoe, sorry, did you want to share what you got? Are you not done? Not done. Okay, sounds good. So it is a process. Um, there's more to come. Um, but God can speak to us through anything, right? And um, he can speak through nature, he can speak through a person, he can speak through a song, he can speak through anything. And um, butterflies are really speaking to me right now. And probably about 2018, I had a pretty crazy encounter with the Lord. And after, um, or during that time, I saw a butterfly. 
and he was doing lots of inner healing through me. And then um, probably about two years ago, once again, I had another great healing, and I saw a butterfly. And yesterday, um, we had um, some great workshops up here, and people got a lot of freedom. And I saw a butterfly, and um, I don't know, he's just really been showing me that. And I just, I really, I speak this out to you, and I speak this over myself, that that he, it's almost like a wink from God. He's like, I see you. I see where you are. You're not in the right, you're in the right place. You're not in the wrong place. Um, stay focused. And it's a continual transformation. We're continually being transformed. He's continually revealing his love. And it was like, I needed that wink from God yesterday so bad. And it was like, okay, you're on the right track, girl. You're on the right track. And I just say that to you. You're on the right track. Sometimes it doesn't look like it, but you're on the right track. And so there's more. I'm just really praying into this. Um, so more to come. Thanks. You ready? You ready? Here's Chris. Before we dismiss the kids, um, are y'all are y'all good? Was that man? Um, I'm kind of at a loss for words for a moment because there was so much happening in worship for me. Um, um, Rebecca, earlier in the hallway, I, I was in the entryway and I was walking by and I almost completely stopped because there was something about you at that moment that the Lord just got my attention massively. I had nothing at that moment right there. And I really feel like as I was worshiping, First of all, are y'all blessed when she starts? You, you're not just a breaker of things and atmospheres. You're a breaker into lives. There's this thing that you do when you step into worship, the way you worship, whether you're just laying here or you grab the flags or you just dance. The way you love Eric, it, it breaks into lives. Uh, we, you know, we see you all affectionate on him and, and, and everything. <laughs> And <laughs> no, we know why it's no, no, it, it, we know why. Um, but there's, I believe that there's a moment right now that's fixing to happen with you. Then the reason that I saw that just that stop moment right there is because there's a new download that's about to happen. That's going to give you greater insight of when you're breaking in of a new direction of once you're inside what the strategy is to not just heal people into, or bring people into healing and freedom, but to actually give them deeper insight into their own identities. I saw you like a, like a stone wall, like, it, like you just froze, like everything froze right there. I don't even, I don't even remember who, you're talk, who you were talking to. It just, everything just froze. And I, what, I'm, what I'm hearing during worship for that is that you're going to get the insight of the strategy on the inside. Once you get in, you're already a breaker into lives, but now there's deeper strategy that's coming. Um, so does that make sense? It was really weird. It was really weird. I was like, oh, snap, she's frozen. Um, where's Abel? Abel. Abel. Where, where's Abel? Oh, you're camouflaged. Yeah, can you, you mind standing up? Abel, 
No, he was, he had his, you, you were, you had your leg, you kind of just were doing that thing. So I, I didn't mean it as a joke, man. I, I really, I, I saw you halfway standing, right? You know, Abel, um, just like right there, I couldn't find you. Like I was looking for you and I couldn't find you. And a lot of times I think that you get overlooked, that we're looking around and we don't notice or see you that much. But when I always notice you is when there's work being done is because you are an amazing worker. You, you do things even that kids, what are you, 13 now? 12, right, I'm close. So I know kids that are 14, 15, 16, 17, and 18. I know grown men that don't work like you work in just cleaning. And, and I know that a lot of times um, uh, you're being told those things, hey, clean this, do this, whatever. But I see the moments when you're not told. I see the moments when you take it on yourself and you start vacuuming the entire living room back there. And, you know, that's an amazing quality. That's something that not many people have at your age. And it's just, I think that the moment of the overlooking that people kind of don't notice you sometimes, I think that's about to change. And not that you want notoriety or you want to be, hey, everybody look at me, able, 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 not, not that thing. But they're going to begin to see the more gifts that are in you that are about to come out. And that work ethic, is that's your base, man. That's your, that's your baseline for who you are. And God's going to use you in the kingdom to teach other people and other men how to work. He's showing you, he's instilled that in you because of your gifting and your heart. And it's about to explode to a different, that, those teenage years for you, that's going to be building the foundation of an amazing castle in your life. A good stronghold, not a bad one. A stronghold of, of work, a stronghold of teaching other men and women how to work for the king to change the world around you. When you grab the vacuum and you start cleaning, it's amazing that you're doing that. Your heart is, I've never seen you have a bad, like, or, you know, we, we start doing stuff. A lot of people will fade out in five minutes, but you don't. You keep going. And those are the qualities that God has instilled in you. That's part of your identity as a worker, as a, as a true young man. You're what Isaiah talks about, those young men that will rebuild cities. That's you. So just continue with that heart and ask the Lord to show you that, that new insight that's in there. Amen. Man. I love you, man. Yeah. Man. I need a, I need a minute here, but as I have this minute, can y'all turn to Psalm chapter 103? I know this is uh, very different, but y'all have to bear with me uh, for a minute. And I don't know if, uh, if Josiah will edit this out or whatever, but um, I'm pretty shaken at the moment, um, pretty rocked. Um, I'm also extremely exhausted, running on fumes. Uh, Raquel and I alone, just in our work times, just working We've been pulling anywhere from 16 to 18 hours. I had a couple of 19-hour days, and that's just at work, like being on the, on the workload, right? Um, and um, this week, I had 
three mornings where um, I, I woke up, or let me say it this way, I went to bed at different times, and for the years we've been listening to worship music at night as we go to sleep, but uh, a couple of weeks ago we changed it to just the Word, just having the Word playing again, and I would start it at different points, uh, Genesis one night, uh, one night it was Psalms, and one night it was Nehemiah, and different books that were before Psalms. Um, and so um, I'm trying to get up at 4.30 or 5, just with everything we got going on, get to the shop. But uh, there were three nights where I woke up at in between. The, the earliest was 3.02, and the latest was 3.10, that little gap, that eight-minute window right there. Now, mind you, I'm going to bed at different times. One time it was 11, one time it was midnight, 10, whatever. Wake up at 3.02 to 3.10, and then an eight-minute window, as I wake up, I hear Psalms 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless the Lord, O my... And it, and it just, it was at that very moment, and after the second one, I was like, oh, snap, okay. You're trying to, you're trying to tell me something, trying to... What, what's, Bill Johnson calls that the language of the Spirit, um, and so I begin to ask the Lord, and uh, I'm, I, I truly haven't got anything. I don't know why that's going on. I never went back to sleep those nights, which irritated me a little bit. But, but here it is Sunday, and even yesterday, it just we're just exhausted. And that, um, that song we just sang along with Psalm 103, and everyone's getting his that uh, song we just sang where he says, I brought you here for rest. Um, the rest is in his presence. The rest is in his heart. And I want to read this to you. I have some other things. Man, it's really weird. I'm having this side conversation over here. And it's really weird. Um, so just bear with me. Um, John? It's time to stop and start. It's time to stop and to start. You've only scratched the surface of who you know you are. And it's time to stop that doubting and start running. You're one of the most amazing people that I've ever met in my entire life like your heart, your insight, all that weird stuff that goes on in your head, man, that's amazing. You're amazing. It's all, it's all good. I'm, I say it jokingly, but it's so good. Those, those fiery darts, it's time to stop. And this group of people right here need you to start and step in to that, all that Arnold Schwarzenegger power that you got. We joke a lot, and you and Raquel... Y'all got this weird way of uh, making us all laugh, right? It's time to start, man. We need that part of you. This community right here, we need that. We need what you're about to bring. So just start, man. Does that make sense? I'll leave it there. Yeah.
Did that come off wrong? Okay. Um, man, you're supposed to be doing this stuff. Well, it's time for you to start. <laughs> yeah, you said it. How many of y'all are blown away when she starts to speak? It's time to start, Raquel. Ah, Psalm 103. Lydia, can y'all just hang in here today? Kids, y'all good to hang in here with us for a little bit? Because I got something for a couple of y'all. I just... Psalm 103, um, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget any of his benefits, who pardons all your guilt, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with favor and compassion, um, who satisfies your years with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. The attack on you and I is on our identity. It's on our understanding of who we are. It's on our foundation of what we're meant to do and become. We've been talking a lot about identity, and for some of you this may be repetitive, but um, um, your identity, we taught on this just a couple of weeks ago, that when you come more into the knowledge of your identity, the more of understanding of the Father that you get and the more that He is revealed to you. Do you remember that when we talked about that in uh, Colossians? Um, an, an analogy that I had in my head was a mirror. You ever had a foggy mirror, right, or a, a, one of those weird ones that are shaped weird and you try to look, and, but when you, when you, if you clean it, I found an old mirror one time when our grandfather passed away and uh, all of his kids uh, had to come and divide everything up. There was an old mirror out there full of nastiness. You're looking, you can't hardly see. But when I cleared it off a little bit and I could see myself, I could see clearer, that's the same analogy of Colossians, that as you clear away at your own identity, then the more, yes, the more of yourself you see, but the more of the Father you see, because you're in Him and He's in you. Amen? Does that make sense? Um. And I say that because all of these things here, bless the Lord of my soul and all that's within me, bless his holy name. Do not forget his benefits. Look at this. He pardons all our guilt. Amen? Praise God. Anybody glad that you don't have to deal with guilt anymore? Uh, he heals all our diseases. Yes and amen. You glad for healing? Um, he redeems your life from the pit. No longer in the gutter. Amen. He, he bought that back, right? He crowns you with favor and compassion. The Hebrew word here, um, compassion, um, let me find my note. It's actually a Hebrew word that's translated into womb and the womb of the father. Uh, 
let me let me come back to that because it's it's also mentioned in verse 13. Uh, but look at this. He crowns you with favor and compassion who satisfies your years with good things. He satisfies my years with good things. Meaning there's going to be a point where I'm not satisfied or my year is not satisfied. So I'm going to go through some stuff, but he's going to make it good. Amen? Why? Because I'm his son. Because you're his child. Amen? Um, who satisfies the years with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. In that phrase right there, in the original Hebrew, he's talking about your strength and your youthfulness. Amen? It's going to be renewed. This is who you are. The Lord performs righteous deeds and judgments for all who are oppressed. He made known his, he, he made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the sons of Israel. Um, let, me, let me back up at verse uh, 6. Um, anybody ever been oppressed? Maybe you're in the middle of it right now. That oppression and depression, I believe that those are actually spirits. From the enemy, I think believe those are that's just demonic coming at you to depress you and to oppress you. Now I know there are some medical issues in certain people, and I totally understand that. And I, I, I the doctors have wisdom from the Father for that reason. So I'm not saying it's always an absolute. I'm just telling you my my basic thing. But um, oppression um, is from the enemy, and he says here that the Lord performs righteous deeds. And judgments for all who are oppressed. That's, that's meaning that there are going to be moments where we are oppressed. Where we have that attack coming at us, right? Does that make sense? But because you're a son, because you're a daughter, our dad says, uh-uh-uh, not today. Two snaps up in Z formation and stops it. Um, verse 8. The Lord is compassionate and gracious slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He will not always contend with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, not rewarded us according to our guilty deeds. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his mercy towards us. So in our religious state, we used to look at our identity as we were sin-natured. We were sinners that were saved by grace still trying to get through, and we're still sinners. Oh, anyway, we, get, we, we come from that, right? But look here. We used to read this verse, verse 10. He has not uh, dealt, or I'm sorry, verse 10. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, not rewarded us according to our guilty deeds. We used to read that like not yet. Like, he has not dealt with you according to your sin yet. Oh, but it's coming. Oh, wait, you got to do it like this. It's coming. Judgment is coming. And then I'd have to spit a little bit. Maybe get the shake. Maybe Shondai. But in actuality... When you have the kingdom understanding of the good, loving Father, you read this as He has not dealt with us according to our sin. See, before there was all that, there was no, not that, that bridge, that connection. Oh, I, don't like, I don't like using the word bridge. Oh, I hate that. 
Sorry, I shouldn't have said that either. (laughs) Once the Son took our place and died on that cross, sin was forgiven. It was a finished work of Calvary. Amen? And so God is not sitting back here like, go ahead, Mark. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. Say that. Think that. Oh, Eric, I see you. See if I can skip my rock across there. Ryan, he thinks he's big and bad. I'll get him. You know what I mean? God is not over here doing that. The writer is coming from the standpoint that he's a good, good father, that he didn't deal with us according to that. Does that make sense? Are you all with me? Um, and he, Nor did he reward us according to our guilty deeds. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his mercy towards those who fear him. His mercy towards us is one of the greatest attributes of being a son. Amen? As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our wrongdoings from us. He wiped it out. Amen? But look at verse uh, verse 13. Just as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. I want to I want to read you some um, uh, some notes here. Um, I'm going to back up to verse eight, and and we're going to focus on eight and thirteen. Verse 8 says, the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in mercy. Verse 13 says, just as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. Uh, I'm going to read these out of the Passion. He says, "Uh, Lord, you're so kind and tenderhearted to those who don't deserve it, and so patient with people who who fail you. Your love is like a flooding river overflowing its banks with kindness And verse 13 says, the same way a loving father feels towards his children, that's but a sample of your tender feelings towards us, your beloved children who live in awe of you. So the notes are that um, the Hebrew word for compassion is a homonym for the word womb. The Lord carries his people like a mother carries a child in the womb. Um, in verse 13, where he says that the father, he has deep compassion, uh, that tender feelings is the word rahim, which is a homonym that also can be traded with compassion, uh, translated into the word womb. The father carries you in his womb always. The picture of a, of a mother embracing her child in her womb, like that's a beautiful picture, amen? And for, for humankind, mankind here on earth, that's a nine-month process. And the baby comes out. But the picture here in the Hebrew language, the way David is writing, is that you're always in the womb with the father. That part of him, that, that mother side of God that carries those children in the womb, that's the way you and I live our life. I don't know about you, but that hit me pretty hard. That, like, really rocked me for a minute. You know what's interesting? Have you ever seen them throw them brand-new babies in the water? 
and they swim. They like start breathing. Like they're they're okay with getting all like not not breathing underwater, but you know what I'm saying. They throw them in the water. It's no problem for them. They just came out of nine months of living in water, in liquid. And I, I, I saw this video, and this doctor was talking about that. They just naturally go right back to it because it was, their, it was their, what sustained them for all those nine months. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. You are blessed, church. You've come out. We've lived in the, we didn't come out of the womb. We live in the womb. Let's not, let's not act like we've been born out of it, but that we live in it. Let's not forget the benefits. These fiery darts that come at us towards our identity, that's why those are the things that come in and say, man, you're guilty. Man, you piece of trash. Man, you're stupid. Remember when you did this? Remember that? Right? But we're not out of the womb. We're walking in it hand in hand with the Father. And so this is a reminder for me. It was, he didn't deal with me according to my sin in a bad way. He dealt with me in a good way. He loved me. I, I, you know that whole filthy rags, Isaiah 59? My righteousness before the cross... It was like that. It was filthy rags. I, I, but man, Jesus came and loved me. He loved me. And because of that, I'm, I'm no longer, I don't have no sin nature. I'm in the womb. Does this make sense? Are y'all with me? Oh, I love verse 14. Good Lord. For he himself knows our form. He is mindful that we are nothing but dust. So right away, that sounds a little like, oh, poor wretched me. I'm just dust to the Father. But let's break this down a little bit. Um, out of the Passion, he says, you know all about us inside and out. You are mindful that we are made from dust. The Hebrew word uh, yatsar uh, is a homonym uh, that can be translated as form or frame. God knows our frame. Amen? Uh, but yaster also means to be in distress or to be frustrated. That's what that word, it, it actually means that. To be in distress or frustrated. Usually when I'm in distress, I'm frustrated. Um, so you could actually read this sentence as, you know all about our frustrations and our distresses. And these thoughts combined would mean that God has not forgotten that he formed us from dust and will experience frustrations as human beings, but God is sympathetic to our difficulties because he knows where we come from. He knows how he created us. So in the middle of this fight that we're in, we have rest in the womb because our Father knows. Does this make sense? Okay, one of you. Amen. I'm going to turn this way. I'm just kidding. Verse 15 says, As for man, his days are like grass, like a flower in the field. 
so he flourishes. When the wind is passed over it, it is no more, and its place no longer knows about it. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting for those who fear him. And his justice to the children's children, to those who keep his covenant and remember his precepts so as to do them. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens and his sovereignty rules over all. Bless the Lord, you his angels, mighty in strength, who perform his word, obeying the voice of his word. Uh, bless the Lord, all you his angels, uh, who serve him, doing his will. And bless the Lord, all you works of his, in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Amen. Let me uh, read it out of the Passion. Um, our days are so few and our momentary, momentary beauty so swiftly fades away. Then all of a sudden we're gone, like grass clippings blown away in a, in a gust of wind, taken away to our appointment with death, leaving nothing to show that we were. But Lord, your endless love stretches from one eternity to another, unbroken and unrelenting toward those who fear you and those who bow face down in all before you. Your faithfulness to keep every gracious promise you've made passes from parents to children, to grandchildren and beyond. Amen? Verse 16, you are faithful to all those who follow your ways and keep your word. You know the point right here about following his word and keeping his ways? Do y'all remember the, what the one commandment is that we have? To love. Love, period. Right? So look what he says. Okay, let me come back. You're so faithful to all those who follow your ways and keep your word. We used to say, see, you better follow the list. You better follow the list. Oh, that kid was back there. He looks like he might be nodding off in church. Shondai. Right? Oh, that guy rolled his sleeves up while they were rolling on the camera. Keyboard player hit wrong notes. And that guy was stomping his foot. You know, I, I don't know why I do that. I'm just an old rock and roll guy. Oh, my God, he listened to rock and roll as a kid? Yes. And I still do. <laughs> We had a, a family here one time. They used to sit right here on this front row where Marilyn is. They had a bunch of kids. and um, You could tell that back then we were all stuck in religion, but you could tell that they kind of came from that as well. And one day, I mean, y'all, your kids tell us everything if you didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I love kids ministry, man. <laughs> What's that old phrase? Kids say the darndest things. No, they say the truth. <laughs> um, but one of their kids, I think he was about 10 or 11, he came up to me one, one service and uh, he said, uh, it was after service, he says, hey, Pastor Chris, my mom and dad, they, they, were, they were saying that you're like that because you all do all that rock and roll stuff. That's why you jump around and you do all that's why you break those strings because you're still, you're still doing that stuff. 
I felt like being one of them, one of them southern moms at that point. Oh, bless your pea-picking little heart, honey. I just said, man, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> they were talking about me. <laughs> it's, the point is not that what kind of the way I play my guitar or when we do get a bass player and an acoustic that I'm going to start playing my electric again and then we're really going to have some fun. It's not about, it's not even about that. We're going to get Mark a gong on the back, man. We're going to go full on 80s. Yes. You get a 12-piece set in the cage. It's not about those things. See, look what he says. Um, let me read out of the Passion. Verse 18, you are faithful to allow to all those who follow your ways and keep your word. He's faithful to us who follow his ways. The sons and daughters, you can't separate. You try to take that new baby away from them horrors? That little, that little boy has no choice but to, to be their son, right? Like, no matter what he does, he's what, three months, two months? Five months? Really? So he's still got some nasty diapers. That's real life. Right? But in that moment, you don't say, oh, bagging off. Don't want him anymore. Right? Raquel used to say, it's your turn. <laughs> Did you see, nothing can, can separate that. Those that follow is not a list. It's those that run after love. Just like they love that baby. Just like Sarah loves Roger. Man, she's been up there almost every single day for 58 days. Is that right? 53. I added a week. My bad. It's not a list. It's love. Your identity is not in a list. Your identity is in the love and following after that love. Does that make sense? Um... 19, God's heavenly throne is eternal, secure, and strong. His sovereignty rules the entire universe. So bless the Lord, all his messengers of power, which is, he uses the word angel in the King James and the New King James, in the American Standard. But his messengers are you. Did you know that? There are several other places in the word where he, he's talking about you, and he's using the word angels, because the word angel actually means messenger. Look, you are the messenger of power. Look at this. You are his mighty heroes who listen intently to the voice of his word and do it. So bless and praise the Lord, you mighty warriors, ministers who serve him well and fulfill his desires. I will bless and praise the Lord with my whole heart. Let all 
His works throughout the earth, wherever His dominion stretches, let everything bless the, bless the Lord. For me, this whole passage has been about identity and about not falling to the lie of the enemy and the attack that comes, but in the moments to remember to bless the Lord and forget not His benefits. I'm not out of the womb. I'm right there in His loving arms, right? It's beautiful. It's, it's a beautiful picture. Are y'all with me? I know I'm, I'm very, very out of my element. Me and John were just talking about this the other day. Um, I, I have my notes and my points and my Hebrew words and my, my um, Strong's J55. And, you know, and I, but I know that one thing is going on with me right now is that he's, he's shifting on me how he speaks to me. And at first, I don't like it. I mean, it's, it's bad enough that I don't like change. Man, I don't like change. Not at all. I like patterns, same movement. I get my stuff done, right? But he's changing on me. And I got I to gotta shift and change, right? I got to, yeah, yeah. And I know that right now, this is all a part for me, and I, I feel that there's maybe some nuggets in here just with reading what we've read today for you and where you are in your life, where you are in your walk with him. You're, you're growing. The, the revelation of you, um, it is all about him. It's what we sing, right? It's all about you. But it being all about him means that it's all about you. <laughs> Did you know that? That's not an arrogant, cocky thing. That's truth. Because, man, he is all about you. It's a beautiful thing. I wanted to just circle back. There was one thing I wanted to just read again. Um, in, the, in the Passion, um, verse 1, he says, With my whole heart, with my whole life, and with my in, innermost being, I bow in wonder and love before you, the holy God. Yahweh, you are my soul's celebration. How could I ever forget the miracles of kindness that you've done for me? You kissed my heart with forgiveness in spite of all that I have done. You've healed me inside and out from every disease. You've rescued me from hell and saved my life. You've crowned me with love and mercy. You satisfy my every desire with good things. You satisfy my every desire with good things. Listen, if there's something in your life that's not good yet, it's because it's not done. Raquel was very open last week with y'all about how she's just got big I couldn't do it <laughs> sorry she shared how we've been having some issues right our communication man it stinks building a house our builder he's a good friend of mine and a good customer he said man 
If you can make it through building a house together, then you can survive. And I'm like, oh my goodness. See, she just broke the list. <laughs> but she was very open about that. And, and, and yeah, we're, we try to be an open book and be authentic. But it's been tough in this time and situation and circumstances. But it doesn't mean that it's our end. It means that there's something we're not realizing or seeing yet. And there's growth that's got to happen. He's working on that with us. He's, he's whispering and hinting and he's shifting how he speaks. And we're trying to figure that out without killing each other. And it's beautiful. At the end. It's not beautiful in the middle of it. Anybody in here like arguing and fighting? And Besides John? In, the, in these moments, church, we've got to be aware that the way he words it, that he satisfies our every desire with good things. If it's not good, it's not done. And it's not, it's not the end. You've got to find where's the fork, where's the turn, where's the adjustment, what is it, what do I got to do or see, where's the humility that I need, on and on and on, just go, because it's not over until it's good, because that's what he says right here. You satisfy my every desire with good things. Like the next part, you've supercharged my life so that I soar again like a flying eagle in the sky. You're a God who makes things right, giving justice to the defenseless. Man, I hope that there's some of these nuggets in here that, really, I hope they knock your socks off today. That's, that's what my hope is. Um. I know that we hit on identity a whole lot. I believe that identity is the foundation of what we need. And I don't think actually that we've even scratched the surface of our identity and who we really are. You know, a, a couple of months ago, um, I, I had a word for Marco. And um, I spoke those things out. And, uh, you know, that's just a, a glimpse of what the Lord gave me at that moment. And his life is going to build on many other things, but that'll be a thread in there uh, that'll carry through and it'll build on. Lydia's given words to people all around the world, world about dreams or through their dreams and stuff, and those are just a thread that God is using to speak. And, and you know, she's learning and growing into that. Marco's going to learn and grow into that. Abel's going to learn and grow into that. Stephanie, man, girl, there it is. I got it. You are an amazing, sh so that the word light in the Greek is the word phos. Um, and there's, a, there's part of the definition of that where it means uh, um, to shine, but it, it um, oh man, it passively, it passively shines. So what that means is that it, there's not a switch to it. It's always on. 
It just, it's just you don't have to do anything. You just shine. And that's the picture of who you are. You, you really do light things up. You really are beautiful. You, your, your heart is amazing. And as you step into that, as you continue to, as you live your life that way, as you see the negative, but think of it as positive. If it's bad, you make it good. If it's coming at you, then don't take it as a bad. Turn it for a good. We sang about that today because the light that you carry in you right now is meant to change the world around you, to light up the world around you. And that doesn't happen through negativity or bad things. It only happens through good things. It only happens as you do what you're meant to do. We like, you know, us adults, we'll use that word called. You're called to be that way. Well, forget that. It's just who you are. You're just being you. Always that smile that you have, the way you light up, we need that in here. And we know because when we started this journey into the prophetic about three years ago or so, something like that, and we would do our, our Wednesday night and you kids would go over to the tables, you would always draw real prophetic things. And I've got, I've got two that I still hold on to. They're packed up right now in the storage because we're moving. But I still got them. And you hear the Lord speak very clearly, and you need to continue to do that. I know two, three other adults that you have brought pictures to, and it changed their world. It changed their week, and you need to continue to do that. Don't, don't lose that. Like what we just read, bless the Lord on my soul and forget not all his benefits. That's one of the benefits of your life with him is that he uses you to bring that shining light that, that passive light that you just simply are, you bring that into this community right here. And when you're at school or you're at home or when you go to your dad's, same thing. Be that light that he made you to be. You need to not be afraid to do that in here. If you hear something at home and you draw it out or you have something for somebody here, don't be afraid. We're, it's a safe place to, to try, and you know that. We need you to step back into that because I ain't got nothing from you in like two years. So <laughs> we need you to step back into that, okay? So when you hear something, whether it's a picture or a drawing or just something to say for one of these adults in here or one of these other kids, man, step into that, Stephanie, because we're, we're, not, we're not fully complete unless you're doing that. Does that make sense? Yeah? Yeah. Man, beautiful. Y'all mind standing real quick? Um, you know, um, I thought this was going to be a different time, but uh, Kevin, I said some things to you a couple of weeks ago, um, and I actually got a lot more insight the other day um, I brag about my brother all the time because he's a genius um, with when it comes to mechanical things and, and figuring, you know, building things and putting things together and repairing stuff. And whether it's, you know, houses or cars or, you know, we, all, we grew up building cars and welding and, and just fabricating stuff and all that. But for him, it's very easy. He's very, he's got that from the Lord. And the other day, I was, uh, I was really asking the Lord about you on some specific things. 
because uh, Kevin loves me. He's right, Raquel. He loves me, but he don't always like me. And um, there's some things, you know, as we work together every day, and there's just so much going on in this. And, and I was asking the Lord for, about you the other day about some specific things, and, and it all just kind of hit me like that, that you're, you're, the, the stuff that you build here in this life, the, the way that you see things like, you know, you're the leader over there on the fab shop because you're the leader. That's because you can do and see what needs to be done, what should be done, and how it should work. And not everybody has that. Um, and you do have it because, one, because you're a leader, but because you're a builder. You know that if we're going to build a house, we don't put the roof on first. You know that if we're going to cut a slab for granite, we don't polish the edges first. We've got to cut it first. And all those kinds of little things. But you see all those, the keys that don't fit, whether it's at work or life or in people's lives or with a car. You see what doesn't fit because you're a builder. You're a builder in the kingdom. You're meant to build people's lives and put them back together. You're meant to repair those deep things that you see and get the insight from him. Just like you can diagnose a car and figure out, you know, the fuel pump's bad or it's a, the, the, the third uh, lifter's not working. It, you, you can know and diagnose all that. You get all that with people and lives and with systems. And you're meant to build those things for the kingdom. That's part of your identity. There's something more in depth in that. And, man, you are the kingdom builder. That's who you are. Amen. Amen. I pray that that will begin to come out more and more. Man, I love y'all. Do you have something, Raquel? I knew. You know, I'm sorry. You know when you see something and you're like, no, that's not it. That's not what you're supposed to be doing. I feel that way every day. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kind of sitting there. Because you're so unsure, you're just hoping that the service just kind of goes and you're like, yes, I missed my chance, yes. <laughs> and then Chris is over here, do you have something? Yeah. Um, uh, let me see. I had it. I woke up this morning with Ephesians 4, 5. And I was, it was one of those things where I kind of went back to sleep. And I was like, was it 4, 5 or 5, 4? It's 4, 5. And it says, For the Lord God is one, and so are we. For we share in one faith, one baptism, and one Father. That was a scripture that I had, but I went back and I read 1 through 5. As a prisoner of the Lord, I plead with you to walk holy in a way that is suitable to your high rank, that is suitable to our high rank, given to us 
in our divine calling with tender humility and quiet patience, always demonstrating gentleness and generous love toward one another, especially toward those who may try your patience. Be faithful to guard the sweet harmony of the Holy Spirit among you in the bonds of peace, being one body and one spirit as you were all called into the same glorious hope of divine destiny. Verse 5, for the Lord God is one and so are we, for we share in one faith, one baptism, and one Father. And I felt like reading that, I was like, wow, God, you've been reading our uh, WhatsApp texts. That's what you've been doing. Because that's who we are. I was sitting here thinking, you know, sometimes in church, it's always about what we want to become. Make us more like this. Make us more like that. Well, this is who we are. We've cultivated that in this church. And it's not just us. It's, it's all of us. It's not just this right here. It's all of us yes. have cultivated that that we're one, we're a family. Are we still walking it out? Yes, we are. And we'll always continue to walk it out, but it's just gonna grow and grow. We're already that family. It'll just be a bigger and bigger and bigger family. And I thought, man, that's so beautiful. It's such a twist on always living from wanting to be something, but we're living in something. We are something, we have cultivated. And the world needs what we have. Man, and I just think, I'm so glad to be part of this team. <laughs> I'm so glad to be here. You know, we've joked a lot about a lady that made a comment about this rinky-dink church. And um, she's an older woman, and we don't hold offense to her. It's nothing like that. And I don't think she meant it in, the, in a negative way. But this little church has such a family aspect and it's so great and I just I think what I just want to say is man you guys you go keep growing in that keep fellowshipping with each other keep being real keep bringing in the family it's not about numbers it's about the family it's about the roots in our family and that's what we're doing that's what we're doing you know for someone to walk in here it'd be easy for them to say there's not a lot of you Maybe not, but we're pretty deep. <laughs> and that's a beautiful part. I just wanted to share that, that that's, for the Lord our God is one, and so are we. For we share in one faith, one baptism, and one Father. And that's so true of us. That's what we share. And I, just, I appreciate that about y'all. So. Man, yeah, that's good stuff. Amen. Father, we just thank you today. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your people and for what you're doing in this community right here. And Father, I ask that you would help us. We know that you're just always going. You, you never stop. You continue. You're a continuous God. Help us to have that same kind of tenacity in this life, Lord, to go after you to go after these people around us and just to, to, to destroy them with love from you. Help us to be the kind of people that would be just tenacious in sharing love with the world around us, Father. Lord, we, we simply want to be that kingdom reformation, reformation peace for our communities, for our jobs, for our families around us, Lord. Help us to be tenacious with love. 
I thank you for this group and what they're doing, how they're doing it, Lord. Um, you know, it's, it's been a, so much against us this past year. Um, but we thank you because it's good. You're good, which means we're good. And I just thank you, Father. I thank you for this people. I thank you for Holy Spirit, for you moving and teaching. I thank you for a people that listen and move and that are not afraid to step out, Lord. I thank you that this is a safe place for us to learn how to experience and encounter you. And at the same time, for you to encounter us. <laughs> That's so good and so beautiful, Father. I just thank you and ask you just to bless each and every person here. Bless their finances, God. Uh, I pray for ministering and warring angels. Um, ministering from the standpoint that they would help reveal your heart and your insight. Warring on the fact that they would protect your people and fight on their behalf. Lord, we just thank you, Father, because you're good and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, I feel like I have uh, uh, so many other things, but I'm just not getting the clarity on it. Um, Eric, I can't leave this picture of you, and I don't have no clarity on it. I don't know, but I just, I'm just speak your name out, man. I just call out Eric. Call out all that, all that awesomeness, man, to shine even more than it already does. And I thank God that you're moving closer to me. I thank God he's a great cook. And he's moving closer. Praise the Lord. <laughs> On a serious note, seriously, brother, we're glad that you're moving closer, man. You guys, man, that one-hour drive was something else. And now you'll be right around the corner, so that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And Ryan and Adriana, man, I know that y'all's heart is family, and there's so many details there with that. And uh, I don't know what it is. There's something there. I, I just not, I'm not getting the clarity. So I figured I need to at least just call out your names. Um, so I, I do that. I, I don't know. I, I know the business side, Ryan. I know, uh, man, I know that's your heart. I know that's there. So, man, I just, I just call out some doors to open, man. Yeah. But, uh, man. I feel like there's so much more. I don't know. Maybe next Sunday. I don't know. If I, if I get some clarity on something, I'll reach out to you individually. But I love you all. We love you very much. Uh, pray for us. We're going to go sit down and have lunch with our, all our kiddos. They're all together, man. It's awesome. We get to see everybody. So praise God. Anyway, y'all be safe. Love you all. God bless. Those of you on Zoom, we love you.